Brought to you by Feitner Productions. From the Beyond Unreasonable Doubt Studios, in association with Feitner Productions, it's Lay Down the Law! With your host, Billy DeClerc. Hey, that's me. Yeah, that's right, Billy. That's you. (sighs) Featuring Henry DeWitt, Stephen C. James, and R2 Nazareth. Only a madman would dare to bring these people together to build a world of law and order, only to tear it apart with laughter. That madman is attorney Billy DeClerc. The result is a podcast blasted to the farthest reaches of the internet. That podcast is this one, and it starts right now. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, Earmark Edition, the law and comedy podcast hosted by me, unacknowledged bastard child of Steve Martin and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Billy DeClerc. I like it. I'd like to introduce my three guests today. First, let's welcome a new guest. First time on the show. He's an actor, writer, and improviser originally from Washington, D.C. and a student at UC Riverside. He works at Hospitality, and he's a member of the indie improv group Rave Propellers. And even though he's attending UC Riverside, he lives in Santa Monica, and that is a long-ass way to drive. And that must be why his favorite color is blue. He is Henry DeWitt. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is a an honor to finally be able to be be able to help out this amazing show. <laughs> you say that now. Wait till you're done. <laughs> if it's possible oh, okay. to actually burn a podcast down, you'll want to do that. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, welcome back, a returning guest. He's an actor, storyteller, writer, and director who's been featured on The Moth, Second City, LA, and on the Super Legit Podcast. He's one half of the comedy duo Nerdvana. Please welcome the reluctant hero of a middle school drama class, Mr. Stephen C. James. Hey, everybody. This is what I sound like. (laughs) All right. And finally, coming back on the show after a long hiatus, he's a comedian and actor known for his wacky characters, sketch performances, and improv at UCB. Keep an eye out for him in The Connors, Stumptown, and Ghostbusters Afterlife or on stage at UCB, assuming UCB ever reopens, with his Herald team, Ghost. Please welcome a professional hypnotist, R2 Nazareth. Hello, hello, hello. Don't worry, I'm not going to put anyone to sleep today. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thrilled to have you all on the show. And before we get into it, let's leave a break here for our sponsor, assuming we have one. Insert advertisement here. Okay, well, I hope you all buy that product and or service, whatever it is. And we're going to have a sponsor at some point in time. (laughs) If not, it'll just be like a minute of blank space. I'm I'm so glad I I wrote down that promo code. Yeah. (laughs) There was one. Exactly. Yeah. So the case of the week deals with a concept called fiduciary duty. And a fiduciary is someone who has a special duty of care and consideration for another person, a confidential relationship, like a lawyer or a trustee is a fiduciary. So this case is a classic case by uh, Judge Benjamin Cardozo, one of my favorite justices, because his prose is so flowery. Um, This is from the uh, New York in 1928. Uh, I'd like to compliment the improvisers for 
being so mature and not leaping to the duty joke. Uh, oh, it was there twice, and I was, it was all I could do to hang on. I was just white knuckling it. it, it, it we all saw that. That was the low hanging print. We were, <laughs> we were juicing at the mouth for it. Oh yeah, no, I mean, pretty much the first year of law school, it's just you know all you talk about is duty. Is do you have a duty of care or a duty, uh, a fiduciary duty or a duty to avoid hurting other people? Um, there's lots of different kinds of duties. You have contractual duties. You have duties in tort, tort duties, all kinds of duties. The, the first thing, the first thing that popped out to, to me was uh, douche. So you know, quit being a, a fiduciary. You know, I was, I was kind of going down that yeah. road. Yeah, fiduciary duty. Yeah, you're you're also saying it very confidently. Why don't you go ahead and spell it for us as well, so we're all on the same page? Uh, fid, fiduciary. You want me to spell fiduciary duty? Please, please. Okay, F I D U C I A R Y. Fiduciary. Oh, that's, that's somebody who handled a lot of duty. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a very clean duty, the fiduciary duty. But you can't tell anyone. Apparently, it's confidential. You it can't, is highly confidential. You gotta, you gotta keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. This is a case of a partnership. April tenth of nineteen o two, Louisa M. Jerry leased uh, to defendant Walter J. Salmon um, the Hotel Bristol, and it was at the corner of Forty Second Street and Fifth Avenue in New York City, for twenty years starting in May of 1902, ending April 30th, 1922. The point of the lease was to, they were going to upgrade the hotel, use it for shops and offices, and spend $200,000. While Salmon uh, entered into the lease for the hotel. And we're uh, sure Salmon's a real person, not not a fish? Um, well, his name is Walter J. Salmon. So okay. I think Walter the Walter J. part either suggests that he had a mustache or it was a fish with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> or he was a human with the investment in real estate he might be like first generation land salmon yeah. like you know his his ancestors like his grandparents came up the river and like he doesn't even acknowledge bears anymore like he's like moved on from this and he's like i'm in business now and they're like why don't you ever swim upstream anymore and he's like i'm in business i've got a vest and a cravat get out of my face and a monocle <laughs> I also, for the rest of this podcast, this is what I'm going to be picturing in my head anytime we talk about this person. And I hope, I hope the list for the listeners as well. You're picturing this cartoon fish in this very real scenario. Cartoon fish. <laughs> well, it turns out that Walter J. That Walter J. Salmon is a dirty double crosser, as you'll find out. Like all fish. Like yeah, all I said it. Go ahead and cancel whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a salmon. It's a salmon that we have to look out for, man. It's not. Let's let's not go too Sorry, overboard. Not all oh, fish. Yeah. Sorry, all just yeah, salmon. Not all fish. Okay. Yeah, you have to trust that. You can't trust the salmon. Yeah. So so salmon um, also made a deal with Meinhardt, who was the plaintiff, and sued him, and that was for money. The result was they had a joint venture, and they wrote up an agreement. The idea of the agreement was that Meinhardt was going to pay Salmon half of the money to do the reconstruction, the renovation of the hotel, and Salmon was going to give Meinhardt 40% of the profits for the first five years and 50% for the last 15 years. And if there were losses, they were going to bear them equally. So Salmon was supposed to run it. Meinhardt was going to pay for it. Now, this is a very typical situation um, that comes up, a partnership disputes. Sometimes I tell my clients, you know, definition of a partnership is one person has 
money and the other person has experience and by virtue of a partnership, they trade places so that the one with that started with the money ends up with experience and no money. And the one that had experience ends up with no money. <laughs> it sounds like you do a lot of uh, sex work law. I, Is that funny you should mention. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh yeah, it's one of my lesser known areas of the practice. Talk about confidential relations, right? <laughs> because they're partners, the the law of partnership means that you have a fiduciary relationship with your partner. You can't stab them in the back, basically. Cardoza says they were they were co-adventurers, and so in the beginning, project was losing money, and later on, it started making a lot of money. Um, but they were in it jointly for better or for worse. Now, near the end of the lease, in, uh, around 1922, Elbridge Jerry, Louisa Jerry was the original one, Elbridge Jerry, I don't know if it was a son or a grandson or whatever, became the owner of the, of the property and uh, was the owner of other property in the neighborhood. Um, another building, the Bristol Building on Fifth Avenue and four lots on 42nd Street. And he was planning to lease the whole thing um, to someone who would destroy the buildings and put up another one. So he was shopping the project around. Um, and finally, with just four months left in the, in the lease, he went and he talked to that dirty double dealer, Salmon. And the result was Salmon cut a deal with Elbridge Jerry, um, which was a 20-year lease. And there was going to be multiple renewals up to 80 years. Um, the buildings were going to be torn down. And a new building for $3 million was going to be placed on the site. And the rental um, for the lease was going to be $350,000 to $400,000 a year for the properties. So Salmon basically cut this great deal for the land, which was signed in January of 1922. Salmon didn't tell Meinhardt anything about it. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. He said nothing to it. He just, he, he didn't let him know until the lease was up. God, mine and, heartbroken, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it felt like this was going south from the, you know, from the, on the outset. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, my big clue to that was the verses in the middle of the title. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Basically, Meinhardt said, because this was a an opportunity, this opportunity to do this big development, came to you as part of our partnership, you know, the one where I gave you the money and you were supposed to run the hotel. Well, you were running the hotel. You should have told me that we had this other chance. And so that opportunity instead of cutting me out of the deal. And so Justice Cardozo writes, by the way, if you ever Google Cardozo, he looks uh, shockingly, shockingly similar to Conan O'Brien. So sort of imagine a Conan O'Brien in a, in a robe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of my favorite things when you Google someone from history and they're like old timey hot. And uh-huh. You're like, what? What was going on? Didn't everybody just like reek of dysentery and filth? How did you wind up looking <laughs> like 1820s George Clooney? Cardozo, I think he took plenty of money under the table. Frankly, uh, you know, I think he did all right, but he was almost on the Supreme Court himself. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. His his writing is, let's say, flowery, and this piece is. Um, is a is just a piece of writing it's like shakespeare to a lawyer but it says joint adventurers like co-partners owe to one another while the enterprise continues the duty of the finest loyalty many forms of conduct permissible in the workaday world 
for those acting at arm's length. The workaday world? Workaday world. The ordinary, you know, ordinary <laughs> world of business. That that puritanical <laughs> idea where you work and then you go to church. And yeah, mm-hmm. you roll your sleeves up, mm-hmm. you do a work. That's and right. You, exactly. You go to work at a job that will kill you eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. These are forbidden in a world. Those are forbidden by those bound by fiduciary ties. A trustee is held to something stricter than the morals of the marketplace. Not honesty alone, but the punctilio of an honor, the most sensitive, is then the standard of behavior. A punctilio of honor. I believe punctilio is the finest point, but I'm not really sure. Producer Jeff here. According to Merriam-Webster, punctilio is defined as a minute detail of conduct in a ceremony or an observance of a code. All right, back to the real shit. And... As to this, there has developed a tradition that is both unbending and inveterate. Uncompromising rigidity has been the attitude of the courts of equity when petitioned to undermine the rule of undivided loyalty by the disintegrating erosion of exceptions. What? Yeah. So That's... basically the courts don't make any, the, the translated, <laughs> translated. <laughs> like, we, uh, I, 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 forgot, I forgot to ask, uh, do we have to keep clean language here? Uh, are we keeping this G rated? This uh, is not, this is, we're gonna put a little E next to it. So feel free to cuss as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Disint- oh, I, I, something is getting disintegrated. Disintegrating something else getting erosion. Er- yeah. Eroding. Yeah. So basically, yeah, he says he says there's a this tradition that that you must hold fiduciaries to a higher standard. It's never can be eroded. You can't. It's uncompromisingly rigid, rigid. The courts absolutely hold people to this standard and there can be no exceptions. The level of conduct for fiduciaries is kept at a level higher than those trodden by the crowd. It will not consciously be lowered by any judgment of this court. I mean, he's really just it's just. Yeah, I I mean, that's throwing down. I feel like uh, the judge is both getting really into it to say, like, listen, we're in bu- you're in business. You're not like those pores who have to go to work every day. Um, a, a lot of real classism in there. Like, yeah. we're better than those people. We can keep a deal. And then yeah. also, it's a really fancy way, too, of being like, hey, dude, you should have waited like four months. Yeah. And you would said, uh, you know what? I probably you know what? I'm busy right now. Let's talk about this in October. Uh, you would have been fine. Basically, Cardozo translates to "Don't fuck your partner over." That's pretty much it. But I, I felt I felt that. Yeah, that's basically what it what it's all about. Yeah, I picked that up too. Yeah, I've got that crocheted on a pillow on my rec room. <laughs> don't don't, <laughs> yeah. don't don't fuck yeah. me over. You're just looking yeah. at it. Like, yeah. Don't fuck myself over. Yeah, uh, don't fuck my partner over. My wife made it. She's like, "Don't fuck uh, your partner over." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you flip it over on the other side, it says, if you leave me, I will hunt you down and end you. Yeah. Love plus fear is pretty much the secret of a good uh, relationship. The fifth anniversary is threatening pillow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it, it seems you you also seem to have a fiduciary relationship with this pillow. Uh, it's, it seems. Uh, if you fuck the pillow over. Yeah. I've heard what's on the back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, there are consequences for your actions. Yes. Yeah. Now, were, were, the, were these partners, uh, my heart and uh, salmon? Uh, salmon and salmon? How could I forget salmon? Uh, what, what were they not contractually obligated, you know, on paper? 
I mean, what, what was the... That's a great question. So in modern partnership agreements and modern like limited liability corporation agreements, you can modify your fiduciary duties. A lot of partnership disputes, they relate to what the default rules of fiduciary duties are, the rules that are set by the law that you can adjust in, a, in an agreement. So um, in the agreement here in 1922 between Meinhardt and Salmon, I think they, they didn't have a, an agreement that was spelled out what the fiduciary duties were, didn't say that Salmon couldn't steal the opportunity if it came up. Mm -hmm. um, so Cardozo is pretty much putting a heavy hand on it and saying, hey, you're partners, you have a duty uh, not to usurp a corporate opportunity. So usurpation of a corporate opportunity just means that um, you know, you're in a partnership together and if there's something that comes up, you can't basically cut your partner out and take the other deal. But now if you have a written partnership agreement, one of the issues that you would typically deal with is conflicts of interest and competing activities. Under the law of limited liability companies, you can agree that the fiduciary duties um, will be to, to a minimal level. There are several fiduciary duties. There's a, a duty of loyalty, a duty of care, there's a duty of good faith and fair dealing, the implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing, which means basically that you can't deprive someone of the benefits of the contract. It's, it's not in the contract, but if you do something that basically makes the contract worthless to the other person, then you can be sued for that. Mm. Um, so in the case of Meinhardt and Salmon, the issue is Salmon's basically saying, the contract doesn't prevent me from doing this. So he probably figured, look, we have a deal for running a hotel. He, he put in the money, I put in the time. He made a lot of money based on my hard work. And this other deal came up because I was here, you know, running the, the thing. And mm -hmm. I don't have any duty to, I, I'm not under any obligation to go tell Meinhardt about it even though he's my, he's an investor, but I don't have to tell my investor like, Hey, look, you know, we can do this other project and make a lot of money from it. Cause I, I, I'm going to take this for myself. And my so heart. Oh, I was just going to, I was just going to ask. So if salmon finds 10 bucks in one of the rooms of the building, is he obligated to tell Meinhardt that he found those $10, that $10? Oh yeah. I'd say for sure. Because the, the agreement that says it, it says here, that would be net profit. So he would have to give, if it was in the first, first five years, he would have to give $4 to us, to, to Meinhardt. And if it was in the last 15 years, he would have to give him 50 cents. Oh no, five bucks. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. I was joking. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Never, never try and make a joke to a lawyer. <laughs> this is a law and comedy podcast. There's nothing funny about the law. Just so, just so I have it straight. Sam is saying, look, money, I, it's, I can make my own deals. Uh, you know, that's, that's it. The hotel is a hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, and then mine heart's going, it, you know, bros before hotels <laughs> is what he's, yeah. is what he's yeah. saying. That's exactly right? what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I can't believe that I'm, I might be about to take the pro pro fish philosophy here, <laughs> But Meinhardt, I'm pretty sure, seems like a guy who's really, really, really rich, that he can invest all this money. And Salmon's like, oh, I'm almost free from the yoke of this deal with the Meinhardt devil that I made. I've only got four months left. I can go into business with Jerry, who, come on, who, does, who knows 
everybody named Jerry is a great guy, right? Oh, absolutely. So I can finally go into business with Jerry and I can, I can rid myself of Meinhardt, uh, which is an ironic name because the guy's heartless. Um, and, and so let me go ahead and make this deal as soon as possible. Uh, because like he came from nothing. He built himself up to this like minor hotel magnate. Uh, and, and now is going to be free and branch out into real estate. Um, yeah, it's, I, I can't believe it. I know Salmon was found in the wrong, but now I'm feeling <laughs> like Judge Conan O'Brien may have just been siding with the rich guys. Yes, and that's one of the things that Judge uh, Conan O'Brien is known for. Cardoza does tend to side with the rich guys a lot, which is why he had such fine, fine, fine um, oral hygiene and skincare. Um, <laughs> well, you were you were saying earlier he he was he was getting paid under the table. He's known nah, for that, right? Uh, that's so just that's just me trashing trashing an old dead white guy. Oh. That's a that's a whole we have a whole segment yeah. of the show in which we trash old dead white guys for oh. no good reason except I've got, they I've got a separate I've got a separate lawyer question that has to do with podcasts. Then is that slander or libel? Because it's slander when you say it and libel when you write it down, right? Mm-hmm. But since this is recorded, is that a form of writing it down? Oh my god! I think you stumped me. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say to Jeff, oh, yeah, Jeff, just cut this part out. But then Jeff's going to actually leave it in. Slander or libel pod. You've got cast. Uh, Let's see what Google says. I You've definitely know the answer to this. I also love the idea that every time uh, uh, a lawyer is in court, like now could we just all like help Google things? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly so. know in my classroom because I'm a school teacher. Yeah. In my classroom, there are many times when I'm like, "Yes, of course I know the answer to that kid." Hang on a second. Uh, let me let me go. answer this email real quick, and then I'll tell you what it is. Hold on. Very important email. Hang, yeah, on, a hang on. I'm just going to turn my computer over here and just answering this email. Boy, this is urgent. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, now that I've hit send, the answer to your question that I knew before is. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. That's James, a- why do you keep going to the bathroom every time we ask you these questions? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, first of all, I love leaving students unsupervised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if I, I thought I told you this, Steve. I was a, Stephen, I was a um, middle school and high school teacher before I went to law school. And so my oh. my go to was. Um, I, I taught at Dixon High School, which is a suburb of Davis. My go-to was putting people on the ramp because we were in the temporary buildings. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I can't go on the ramp. But the problem is that the ramp gets crowded after three or four students are out there. <laughs> yeah. And then all the kids on the ramp are like, oh, this is much better. Oh, Let's yeah. just get together and destroy something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah we're totally unsupervised here. And, um, you know, on the other side of a door and I'm out of Mr. D's boring ass class. I also feel like you telling me that you were a middle school teacher before you became a lawyer is like somebody uh, going up to an alcoholic in the bar and being like, you know, I'm sober now. Like there's a way out. (laughs) 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 No, man, you know, middle school, man, it's, it is a, it's actually a really, um, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing time. And the people who can do it, I have the utmost respect because it's what, what I learned and you can tell me because you obviously have more experience, but the, the, the thing that I gathered is that it's really a vocation and you really have to be, and the thing about, I wanted to teach like whatever it was I was teaching, you know, video production mm-hmm. using camcorders or, um, you know, we're going to read, um, you know, roll of thunder, hear my cry. 
but in fact, you're teaching kids. Yeah. It's yeah. It, that's the thing. And it's, it's, um, I remember another teacher that I was, um, with said, I said, like, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, yeah, I just like the interaction. Yeah. It's essentially an empathy class where we sometimes talk about drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So it's truly, it's truly a beautiful thing. And I, I, you know, my hat's off to you. I didn't have the, I didn't have the stamina for it. Um, am, am I missing, am I missing something? Steven okay. is legitimately a middle school teacher. No, 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 no. I mean, it is it, it, it sounds like this hellscape. I just imagine just the the, the war. It's like, man, you you're a you're middle school teacher, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. I I I sub middle school for maybe five days and was like, I'm out of here. So you're in terms of missing, but from me, no way. Yeah. <laughs> I barely made it out with my life. <laughs> yeah, it's um. If you think middle school is tough when you're a middle schooler, try oh, when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah, because uh, at least when you're uh, a middle schooler, you can just tune out. Yeah, they really frown on it when we teachers just tune out. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> or, or be equally vicious. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you can't do when you're the teacher. No, no. The- because then they cry. There was this. There was this. Uh... A security cam uh, video of this horrific moment at some, I don't know where the school was, but some kid was charging out of a classroom into the hallway and this, and this teacher just starts bearing down on him and just throws him against the wall. And I think he actually even hit someone. There's no audio, of course. And, and obviously that guy's fired and this and that. And I'm just thinking, what did that kid say? Really piss him off. You know what I mean? (laughs) There's no way you could have been that bad. Uh, well keep in mind you know those terrible people that you know some of them are that you've met i say that like (laughs) henry's like just like got a slew of terrible people they're like these are my best friends this is my monster squad everybody look it's pol pot stalin's in the back i'm so sorry to disrupt you that way henry but all the bad people you've avoided some of them went and then went on to become middle school teachers. So just like right, right. some of them went on to, you know, work at the DMV or some of them uh, went on to, you know, um, be the 45th president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's we can right. cut that political joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, we, uh, <laughs> uh, no, my political leanings are, uh, are very obvious to anyone who's listened to this podcast for more than three minutes. <laughs> okay. So we're good. Um, no, I, yeah, totally. And like, there was one guy at the school I taught at that literally he just read the paper. That was what he did. He was just as so confused. Cause I was 20, <laughs> I think it was 23, 24 at the time. It was like, I kind of fell into teaching. Um, cause I was an unsuccessful production assistant. Um, and, um, and I was like, I need a job. And this so then like our tune, I started substituting, but unlike our tune, I, I didn't have the good sense to get out. I was like, more of this, please. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So uh, fiduciary duty. Yes, yes. Cardozo basically says, though, that um, because Salmon had put himself in a position, he had to renounce himself no matter how hard the abnegation. Uh, that's a $10 word right there. <laughs> he was much more than a co-adventurer. He had... He, uh, he was the managing co-adventure and his rule of undivided loyalty is relentless and supreme. A managing co-adventure appropriating the benefit 
such as this lease without warning to his partner might fairly expect to be reproached with conduct that was underhanded or lacking to say the least. So he just, just Cardoza is just slapping down salmon. And Andrews writes a dissenting opinion where he says, essentially, look guys, this was a deal for a hotel for 20 years. Okay. This wasn't a deal where they were married to each other for life. And essentially says, what was the scope of the adventure? The venture had in view a limited object and was to end at a limited time. There was no intent to expand it into a far greater undertaking for many years. There was a particular lease. Meinhardt had an interest, but just in that one lease. And so Andrews basically says, look, guys, setting aside uh, Judge Cardozo's very um, <laughs> Shakespearean rhetoric about what the duty is and how it can't ever be lowered, the guys had a 20-year lease. That was the deal. So Salmon didn't do anything wrong by, by taking this other opportunity because the deal was 20 years. That was the deal. One mm -hmm. hotel, 20 years, not whatever the land was going to turn into next. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and Cardozo has this idea, like you have to basically, um, bear your soul and you can't do anything for yourself once you're a partner. So, um, so, so that's really the, the, the core of the case. And the reason this ends up in the law school textbook is because it illustrates mm -hmm. kind of a difficult point, um, uh, about partnerships and about the relationship of fiduciary relationships. What's the scope of the duty. And like we were just talking about a moment ago, the contract becomes really important. Uh, for example, under California law, if you enter into a partnership without a written agreement, it's what's called a general partnership. So that's a Cardozo type of partnership, meaning you are on the hook for everything with your partner. If they, if they sign a lease, it's your lease too. Kind of, you're basically business married and there's no limitation to what the partnership is. So the purpose of the agreement is to really control what the relationship is. Um, and, you know, if you think about all, there's like a lot of litigation that happens because partnerships go sour. Someone sees an opportunity, someone doesn't share all the money, somebody's finding $10 bills, finding $10 <laughs> bills in hotel rooms and, uh, and not telling their partner. So what's the minimum you got to do to become a partner with someone? Is, is it like the, are we talking handshake? You have to, on a piece of paper it's written, or can someone just be like, we're partners, like, like tag, you're it. And then it's, you're done. You're, <laughs> you're in this partnership. And he goes, I'm, I said, I was partners with you. And now yeah. it's a fiduciary if, duty. If it's that one, I'm going to start running into business meetings <laughs> right before they sign and being like, we're partners. And then, ah, <laughs> I get all their money. Yeah. 50, 50, let's go. Yeah. I mean, in fact, the partnership agreement can be implied from the circumstances. It doesn't need to be a handshake agreement. It doesn't need to, you don't need to say your partners. You don't need to have a written agreement. It can just be implied from the circumstances. People go into business together all the time without an agreement. Um, this happens a lot with small businesses. And when they, um, one of two things happens, either the business makes a lot of money or the business loses a lot of money. And um, that's when the partnership fights usually start. Um, but it can be just the way you're doing things. Either you, you know, you, maybe you both sign a lease together or somebody you're putting money in the same bank account and you're working on that, or you just, you're planning things together. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, it starts, um, it can start getting confusing. And if somebody gets a whole lot of money, then all of a sudden the other person will say, oh, yeah, and we're, we were partners, remember? So you got to get it in writing. <laughs> It reminds me a little bit of, uh, I don't, what, what was that movie Michael Keaton did about uh, Ray Kroc? What was it called? The Founder. Oh, 
yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah remember that scene oh, yeah. where it's yeah it's it's the mcdonald's brothers and him and just kind of i don't know in the back room somewhere and they, they do a handshake agreement about i believe the usage of the name if mm -hmm. i recall correctly so. and then ray Kroc kind of backstab them and that same almost it almost feels kind of the same space here yeah um, yeah i don't remember the details on that but that's basically the energy that that i'm talking about mm -hmm. here is that um uh, you know, if uh, Justice Cardozo had gotten a hands on Ray Kroc, he would have been in a lot of trouble if the McDonald's brothers still had the money to sue him. So that's all the law I have. I, I may have met my contractual obligations to earmark. If I haven't, then I'm going to have to filibuster for two minutes right here. Oh. Well, then I've got a follow up question. Then you are in a fiduciary duty to earmark. Uh, to make sure that you meet your contractual obligation. If you decide in the middle of this podcast mm -hmm. to use some of this audio for like an additional podcast, uh, a separate podcast, would mm. that fall under this same statute of Meinhardt versus Salmon? Um, all right, uh, Blake, uh, this is for Blake Oliver. Um, <laughs> just cover your ears for the next one minute. <laughs> just um, just um, skip ahead one minute, please. Thanks, Blake. Founder of Earmark um, and my friend. Uh, so we don't have a written agreement with Earmark. We mm -hmm. just have a handshake agreement. Um, I think it might be documented in a couple of emails, but our deal is that um, this will the podcast will be on two streams. It's going to be in my existing stream and it'll be on the Earmark app available for download and uh, continuing education credits for accountants. Earmark, free continuing education for accountants. You're welcome, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wow, no, it sounds so easy. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a fiduciary relationship in the sense because it's not a partnership, I would argue. Mm -hmm. um, I'm providing content to um, Earmark and they are maybe going to pay for it. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, and um uh, so it's a more of a work for hire kind of situation or a, a, like an ordinary business contract, but it's, but the line can be fuzzy. When's the, when did it yeah. become a partnership? So it's more you're of a, calling, you're calling him a friend, you know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. at what point do we go from friend to partner? Uh, that's a good question. And some people use the word partner, um, kind of colloquially, um, you know, like they just say, oh yeah, we're partners. And you know, they're like, they're, oh, I think um, Starbucks refers to its uh, baristas as partners, I believe, is the, you know. Until they the, unionize and then they yeah. refer to them as fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah, lots, lots of businesses use the term partners to, you know, describe what's going on when it's not a partnership, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here at the prison, we think of our guards as our uh like our hover buddies that's what they are <laughs> you're not prison guards we're we're all on the same team you're yeah. just uh, yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this sounds dystopian now <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're living in like the the like um i think like the 10th from the worst timeline i don't think it's the absolute worst but it's like it's we're we're near one yeah. of them the, it's a below average timeline uh-huh it's below what, average timeline. There's a group, what do they call the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, where they always they have this doomsday clock. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're yeah. the closest to midnight <coughs> that we've ever been ever in the history of man. Mm -hmm. Well, you Which, know, yeah. 
here's the here's the issue with framing it as a doomsday clock. Here's the problem with that is that it sort of seems inevitable that it's going to go towards one thing, right? It's not like the clock is going to go backwards. So it's yeah, also which time zone are they talking about? Yeah, exactly. And also, what about the fall? Did the recent ending of daylight savings doom us all? Uh huh. Right. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. No. It's, it's... <laughs> Spring forward. Yeah, we're dead. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Spring forward so... is like an hour past. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to blame Joe Biden for doomsday. Oh no, um, I, but a lot of people already are. I um, know. I think we should. We should yeah, absolutely we should. blame Joe Biden, and we should think of some other things to blame him for. Uh, well, mm. you know, as we all know, he's not even really president right now. That's true. Remember. That's true. Yeah. But so. it's his fault when things ha- bad things happen, even though he's not the real president, right? Is that how it right, works? Right. That's yes, how it works? I think right. so. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I've heard that it's actually not Joe Biden. It's just a salmon in a suit. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a mask. Yeah. You yeah. can see he doesn't oh, move his forehead. Yeah. And salmon got his revenge. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you get him in the right light, you can still see his monocle. Yeah. Was this in 1920? <laughs> was this in 1922? Or 1920? 1922 is when the um, when the acts in question occurred in 1921. The case is dated 1928 because it took that long to get oh to the God. court through the appellate <laughs> system. Are you trying to say that? Are you trying to say you're trying to say that's when Joe Biden was born or something? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm, I was like a hundred years ago. Yeah, that's true. A hundred <laughs> years ago. Um, is wait, years. is that the year that the Titanic sunk? Was salmon involved in that in any way? I yes. mean, <laughs> and can we and can Not we blame, to speculate? And, and can we blame the Titanic on Joe Biden retroactively? I, yes, I think you know what. Yes, uh, um, um, uh, yeah. Jack would have fit on that door if Joe Biden hadn't pushed him off into the cold, cold water. <laughs> I, and- and I'm saying completely from memory and in no way using Google at all that the Titanic actually sunk on the 15th of April, 1912. Oh, wow. So it had been oh, wow. underwater for 10 wow. years at that point in time. Yeah, oh, because wow. Joe Biden wouldn't make the effort to go pull it up. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe Biden and his left-wing liberal agenda just sinking, totally. sinking tankers every single week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, somebody, somebody interviewed the other day, uh, a right winger or somebody asked, um, who, who, who do you prefer, Joe Biden or, or Vladimir Putin? And she's like, oh, Putin, definitely. Yeah, I didn't even, didn't even pause the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just goes to show that people have so many people have just stopped thinking. It's like yeah. reflex as opposed to, oh, oh, it's gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the scarier thing is like, what if she was just like, oh no, clearly, clearly. <laughs> I mean, I've made a clear choice. War criminal, 100 yeah, yeah. percent Uh final answer, Alex. <laughs> the butcher of Bucha or Uncle Grandpa? I'll take the butcher. Yeah, yeah. That nice guy that wants to expand your health care, or the person who was just like, ah, civilian schmavillions. Yeah. Hmm, what's it gonna be? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's an obvious, it's an easy choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Clearly. I mean, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Biden riding a bear uh, with no shirt on? 
Yeah, and you haven't. No, oh, that's true. Can't say, can't say I have it. Nor now the image is in my head, and I'm a little <laughs> troubled by it. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all seeing it. We're all seeing yeah. it. <laughs> It's just a lot of jiggling. He's probably wearing the aviators. He's got an ice cream cone. Kills behind him being like, get off the bear. Get off, <laughs> get off the bear. You're gonna get hurt. Goddamn uh, <laughs> liberal bears. Yeah. Hey Lisa. Um I I, I wanted I wanted to know. I I invited you to this fancy restaurant because I, I think I want to, I want to ask you, I'm so nervous. I wanted to ask you a question. Oh my um, God, I'm, I'm, I'm touched. Um, I, I, I think I know what this is. We've been I'm, dating for five years now. Yes. And I've never met anyone more special, um, more complete, more, more kind than you. And I think that Maybe You're we gonna should make switch cry, from just being boyfriend and girlfriend to being fiduciary partners. I think that we should have a shared financial interest moving forward that means that any investments that I should profit from, you should profit from, or any losses that you take, I, I too will take, Lisa. Oh, okay. Um... Okay, get up, get up off your knee. Get up off oh, your knee. Yeah, get up sorry. Off. I put the contract <laughs> in this very small box. Yeah, yes, I see. It. Yeah. Well, um, well uh, I'm shocked. I thought this was going to go differently. Um, it's been five years. Um, look, I, 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 I just don't know. I don't know if I want to go full fiduciary with you. You know, what if I? Oh. You know, it's it's oh, marriage. Is- marriage is one thing. Fiduciary oh. partners is another, though I'm not sure about that 100%. No, no, Lisa, I'm sure you're right. I'm, I'm just so disappointed. I mean, oh, God, I think I think we might even be on the Jumbotron right now. No. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Oh, oh. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, Lisa, just know that I still care about you so much. And, and trust me, I would make a very good fiduciary partner. Oh, it feels so gross trying to talk you into it. Look, look, I, I think, you know, we, look, I'm just saying, let's say, you know, let's say I want to go to another game. Oh, do I have, do I have to bring you to every, do I have to tell you about every game that I'm okay, going to go no. to? Like, what if, what if I get tickets to the Dodgers, go Dodgers opening day? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so the way you know? I understand it, if you go to the Dodgers game, which you are allowed to do, you can totally do that. But if you catch a foul ball at the Dodgers game, I would then get 40% of that foul ball unless it's the playoffs and then I'd get 50%. That's right. You'd get 50. Yeah. Yes, because I, and I do see that. Thank you. Let me, let's say, let me take out my monocle. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I do see that in the contract. Yes. 50% after, uh, after any playoffs. Post-season, any post-season, post-season. Yeah. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yes. Attention, audience members, attention. With the person in seat 44, please stand up. Seat 44. Mark, Mark that's you. Mark. Oh, my God. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm, 
I'm over here. I'm I'm seat forty. I'm seat forty-four. Hi. There he, there my God, he is. We're looking at our daily winner of a oh brand God. new Lexus hybrid. Oh my gosh, this is so great. 2022 with all the trimmings, retail value $89,000. Lucky winner, 44. Give a round of applause, folks. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is so great. Oh, this is so wonderful. Oh my God. Because my 1983 AMC Pacer just conked out on me. This is perfect timing. We barely got here in it. Oh, oh my oh. God. Well, Mark. Um, uh, yes, Lisa. Well, uh, I mean, I'm a little. I'm a little uh, hot and bothered here, but um, oh, <laughs> I, why don't I sign that little fiduciary uh, fiduciary paper? You, it's still in that box. If you want to just, oh, um, I, yeah, I mean, I I gotta stay, Lisa. Um, I, I don't mean to, you know, besmirch you or abnegate you or any of those other flowery words that I might don't, use. Don't but... don't don't erode me anymore. All right. Don't don't you dare. But it, it feels it feels a lot like your decision to sign might be, you know, Lexus hybrid related, you know, kind of. No. no, well, I, uh, will it be nice? Yes. But I just, you know, it's it just showed me the possibilities. I was thinking of it totally from my perspective. I can do this. I can do that. But then thinking it from the other side, if you're catching foul balls in the playoffs, that'll be 50% for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now you do realize, of course, with the hybrid, I won that, you know, prior to this agreement. So I actually, you know, so you wouldn't be-, be allowed to drive it or anything. So doesn't count as part of the doesn't, still the fall bells though. still still totally within the realms of dodger games or or you know like let's say god um damn. Uh, god damn joe biden i i should have just signed it earlier thank you thank you joe thank you joe thank you joe for thinking that this was going to be a marriage proposal idiot okay oh my gosh you wanted you wanted oh. to marry me oh, oh my god oh my god oh did i oh. say that out loud well, I I didn't get all the hints. I thought at this time you oh were really God. interested in yoking our finances together no, so I, that we I, could I, I, share I, I, joint profit and loss I, statements we're over a specific and limited oh set of time. I mean, I don't have like a ring or anything, but Lisa, will you marry me? Yes, yes. And then we can hammer out the fiduciary duties next. <laughs> <clears throat> Dearly beloved. We are gathered here in the sight of uh, God and the community to join together um, these two individuals, both financially and in other ways. Uh, I um, I believe your name is uh, Lisa, and I'm sorry, I didn't catch your fiduciary spouse partner's name. It was um, Troy? Uh, no, uh, Mark. no, Mark, no, Mark, Mark, hold on, Mark. Oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sidebar with my brother real quick, Lisa, pre, pre, um, uh, efficient. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, ladies uh, and gentlemen, bro, talk amongst yourselves, bro. This efficient you got is the worst. What, 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 what do you mean? What he said, like, uh, like for like five seconds before he said God, like he forgot who God was. Uh, well, uh, 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 look, I had, I didn't, uh, 
listen, this was all last minute. I mean, you didn't really give me much time, you know? That's and true. so I, I went on Craigslist because I don't know, just old fashioned like that. And mm -hmm. I found the first rental priest I could find. I didn't check his credentials or anything. Cause okay. I mean, he just told me about this like two days ago. I, I'm, you know what? I wasn't expecting to marry Lisa either. I just thought we we're getting into a fiduciary partnership. Ahem, so, ahem, okay. ahem, oh, sorry, the, sorry, Lisa. No, sorry. Yes. Okay. The 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 para, let let the paralegals are coming with some flowers. They're gonna just throw them down. Let them do that. It'll be a reset, and then the priest can take it from the top. Okay, I'll okay. I'll go ahead. I'll let him. Okay, we're gonna take it from the paralegals. I love you, bro. I'm gonna head back. Uh, taking it from the top, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in the sight of. Uh, Jesus and um, oh, hold on. just sorry, Moses. sorry, time out. Talk about um, time. Oh, <laughs> pri pri priest, can I talk to you for a second? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Look, this is my brother's big day. What the fuck are you doing? What's wrong? You can't just say, um, I mean, did you not prepare anything? I mean, you know, it's um, you know, th this is my first um, Christian wedding of course you know i'm used to doing atheist services so i just Christian sort of would... oh god no really oh. i mean i read the description on craigslist and i figured you know i could do it i sort of thought i'd improvise a little bit and throw in a few um bible related things but normally i do you know completely atheist um and pagan rituals so if you want me to go that direction we can do that just 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 pretend like you know what you're doing okay that's all i ask just throw in some jesus god words here and there but just come on let's just keep it together understood here. understood 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 and, right. and and i'm still getting paid right yes it's just, okay, we, yes you, you got my venmo can we get, let's get back to it. Come right. on. Dearly beloved Ecclesiastes and um, Proverbs say that the one who loveth shall be the one who lieth down in the green pastures of the Lord. And whence we shall join that which is not joined, we shall bring together the parts that are not parts, but rather a whole. And hey, joining Bride, the can we speed this up a bit? Come on, let's go. Oh, All right. right. Let's get yeah. to the good um, stuff, okay? So I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I'm so sorry. No, it's, it's okay. It's totally okay. So you're joining, I understand you're joining both balance sheets and lives together today. And I want to take this moment to give just a brief interlude um, just about myself. So if, um, ladies and gentlemen, I, um, my name is, um, is, Re is Reverend Cheesebread, and I work through Craigslist most of the time, but I do, I am available for any uh, other weddings or officiations that you might need, whether it's a, it's a marriage or a baptism or perhaps a launching of a ship. Sorry, 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 sorry. A, just, a christening sorry, of a just time. Time out, time out. Just get over here, please. Mark, it's, if this doesn't start going right soon, I'm going to scream. I, I understand, sweetheart. I'm also very frustrated, but fortunately, my brother's nearly out of timeouts. Okay. Well, this is this is the fourth quarter. All right. Just please, just stop. You can't promote a side business during my brother's fiduciary wedding. I specifically stipulated that I would have a one-minute ad read. Okay, fine. Did Maybe you not read my Craigslist? 
Well, I finished the ad, right? Okay. Wait, right, what do you want me to say in closing? You want me to say in closing? Um, uh, there, Joe. Talk about talk about Lisa. You haven't said anything about how beautiful she looks. Come on. Oh yes, yes. Uh, oh, uh, dearly beloved. Um, uh, good looking, good looking people. Beautiful oh, moment. God. And um, and don't forget to tip your waiters. And thank you very much. Goodbye. Wait. What about? The whole we, like, we, our we, vows and right, the right. marriage. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Go, go ahead. And, I'm sorry. Um. So I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to just step yeah. out. You didn't cover, and um, I'll be right back. Just a quick smoke break. Okay. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> I say we just get to the vows, Mark. Okay. Um, yeah. Um. You or me first. You should go first. I'll, let me. I'll. I'll. T- I'll start us off. Okay. Mark, um, I knew I wanted to marry you the moment I met you, but it did take about five and a half years for us to really get over the fiduciary hump, as they say. Um, you know, looking at spreadsheets with you, uh, having a series of texts that we screenshotted and said, this is enough. Uh, that really is, um, it's what I, what I want now. Oh, I want to have, I want to be in a partnership with you for the rest of time that nothing will erode or, deteriorate or destroy or dismantle or or any of these other flowery words i want to be strong like a rock not weak like water that salmon and other weak little fish that we don't care about swimming bastards. the bastards I, we crush the fish i told myself i wasn't gonna cry <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh. hey hey baby bro can you hand me that piece of paper with my with my vows on it <laughs> oh god okay lisa oh yeah you still you got me hun. okay lisa when i first met you i thought she's nice <laughs> so the next part of the wedding ceremony yeah yeah. Um, yes, and um, that was a. Um, have we done uh, the vows? Wait, um, no, Lisa yeah. and uh, um, Troy. Just uh, to have nice. It's, what? What I, about? Yeah, it's Mark. Uh, oh, right, sorry. Uh, just. Uh, I'm Mary? more than nice. I'm more than nice. She is more you. than nice. She is well, more than nice. Well, that's what I wrote. That's what I wrote down. Sorry. Okay. So let me just go off the dome here. Um, Lisa, you're this amazing woman who's like both funny and I- interesting and uh, and intricate in ways that I can't possibly understand. You're like a, a well-written contract and that there are layers to you that just oh. make me even more connected to you every single day. Um, there are clauses within our oh. love that just bind me to you uh, stronger and stronger. And despite any sort of violation of any single one of those clauses, the entire unit as a whole would still hold up under any strict scrutiny. Um, and that you would be the kind of person that that no matter how we were judged in any sort of way there would be no dissenting opinion that would say there's any way i could care for you any less and you're also really really nice oh let me just grab this gavel i have hidden here 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 and i now pronounce you fiduciaries fiduciaries that's extra big fiduciary (laughs) (laughs) and a handshake yes of course and we'll just sign this here really quick signs here oh a blue or black ink on blue or black black please black okay there we go yep and initial there okay 
Okay, and initial Unfortunately, damage. my brother's a notary. Yeah. Oh, we can get this right into effect. Uh, I got some more for you guys. Here you go. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I think we can. Uh, I don't want to get too steamy here in front of the audience uh, or I, the, the guests. Save that, save that for the room, you two. We'll <laughs> save that for the room tonight. <laughs> uh, uh, you're next, bro. You're next. You're going to meet the right person. I'm telling uh, you. I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm afraid of contract, man. It's just. Oh, you know what? I, hey, I was afraid of contract too. But then you meet somebody who you're like, that's a bit I'd sign on the dotted line for. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Hey, you know what though? You can just mm. be happy. Just you can just happy being in your own small business though. You don't yeah. necessarily need anybody. I just no, want I, you. I, I like my sole proprietorship cave. You know, I just love how I can just answer to myself and no one else. I don't know. And I'm just being so look, we're, we're now that we're now that you're my brother as well. And I'll let me say this. You don't need to sign the first contract you see. OK, mm. you can take a look oh. at a few contracts. You know, you can um, feel that hell, you can look at a contract. Give it a thought, maybe make some edits, send it back, see what they say, and then you can move on. You know, you don't so need just to go to all the way. spread my ink out, see what dries. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I would never say this with Lisa because we are connected forever now, but bro, right. limited liability. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's the 20, it's the 21st century. You know, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just want to limit that liability and just like yeah. short-term contract it and then you know move my, on to sign the next one. I have my ears I, closed. I, I have my ears sorry. closed for the next one. <laughs> right, locker just, room talk on no, locker room sorry, talk. Yeah. I apologize. He's my bro. We brothers will be brothers. Anyways, yeah, you're right. Uh, I might head to the bar and I don't know. See if I can uh, get some feelers over there. Maybe uh, sign a contract with someone tonight. Who knows? Oh, it looks like the the priest is waving at us. Um, yes, I just um, wanted to get my Venmo. I've got another service to do. And oh. I've been listening. It's an interesting <laughs> set of euphemisms I've never heard before, but um, you do you. Uh, you do uh, you. Uh, priest, I got a question. That, that other service that you're going for, is that one that you got because of the announcement that you made during our wedding ceremony? Uh, you know, I did receive a few texts and it appears that your cousin and your aunt's brother um, mm -hmm. by a first yeah. marriage. It, Luke. Luke. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Luke. And I believe it was uh, uh, Tina. Oh, Tim. Tom. Anyway, they're getting married down at the, mm -hmm. um, the, the coconut grove just in about 15 minutes. So, um, so, you know, that since you were in partnership with us, mm -hmm. when you got that text message, Yes. We are entitled to 40% of my fee. You know, that, yes. yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm just going to need your bank account information, uh, credit cards, ID, passport, and social security number so that I can pay you 40% of my, um, shall we say, fees, which will be hefty, will be hefty. 
Yes. And that sounds right because now that we're in a fiduciary partnership, nothing matters more than that. And you would never backstab or betray us. Absolutely (laughs) not. If there's one thing you can trust, it's a man of the cloth, particularly Uh, an atheist priest you get on Craigslist. This is is all going way over my head. Uh, One of these days. One One of these days. One One of these days. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? Maybe head out to the dance floor. Maybe you're going to be the one that catches the complicated legal contract that isn't properly read through. <laughs> well, I, I'm just, I don't know about this Venmo thing because, you know, you went in the middle of our ceremony to go grab a smoke. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, we, we can't, I can't just not talk yeah, about that. Yeah, that was a long 35 minutes that you, you, you that was were a long time. That was a long <laughs> time. Long they finished their own ceremony. That's true. Would you accept a discount? Uh, yes. All right. Absolutely. Yes, All right. absolutely. So I'm just going to need to know your mother's maiden name and what street you grew up on as a child, as well as the name of a pet. Just for security purposes you see and i will be able to offer you the very small 10 percent discount on services rendered just um you know just a little bit of information yes well, my brother and my brother and i we grew up with several pets um right i mean in the dozens uh-huh. mm-hmm. our our mom ran an illegal puppy mill yeah yes yeah well, I'm just going to need all that confidential information, <laughs> then I'll be happy to um, discount your wedding fee. <laughs> okay, well, so let's see. There was there was there was Gerald. Uh, there was Gerald. Wimp Wimp. Yeah. Uh, Scooter. Scooter. Um, bottleneck. Bottleneck. Um, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Cappy. Yeah. Uh, he was great. Uh, oh, there were the ones that we named after the X Men because there were Storm and Cyclops right. and Beast, and that we went through a whole phase. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and then, uh, and then there was uh, Gritty and Barkers and uh, Chow Mein. All right, um, all forget. right. I know when you're being filibustered. I know when I'm being filibustered. I know when I'm being filibustered. And these I, are beloved childhood pets that I hope I'm you being heaven. filibustered. And I have heaven. another wedding to go to. I have another wedding to go to. Uh, I will not be filibustered by you, even for a discount. You'll hear from my lawyers. Oh, oh that reminds me. Filibuster. One of them was named Filibuster. Sorry, go ahead. And, and then another one, um, one of my favorites was One Foot because he just had one foot and he'd just hop around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and remember there was that one with that curly, like, swoopy hair thing that looked kind of like Conan O'Brien, yeah. but like a hot dog Conan O'Brien? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They're all dead. Yeah. Oh, shame, dead. shame what happened yeah. to them. Shame. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and Lisa, that should also answer your question why mom's not at the wedding. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yep. Well, she deserved to go away after that. Yeah. Yeah. Really frightening. Awful person. Uh, it, it, awful, it, awful. It, I mean, I'll never be able to forget this, some of the sounds. The oh, screams. God. Come here, bro. Bring it in. Bring it in, bro. Yeah. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Hey, happy days are sad days, too, sometimes. I forgot to mention that I do also do funerals, if you're interested, and I do have a frequent uh, frequent services card if you're 
Huh. If you're if, so, if I, I hear that you had someone near and dear to you die, and I can certainly handle pet funerals or mothers or mothers who are pets or pet, pet mothers of pets, and um, uh, I'm pagan widely pet funerals in reminds me of that movie, you know, like a dead pet and there's like a pagan burial. Uh, the founder, that's what it was. That scene in the, the founder, yeah, yes. I remember. Uh, that's right. yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And the moral of the story is the moral of the story is if you want to get hot and heavy, make it fiduciary. Make it fiduciary. Ooh, make it fiduciary. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Artoo. <laughs> Bring it at home. Well, that that was indeed a journey. And uh, I, uh, I I did enjoy going on the journey with you all. And now our tune's got to go. I got to head out. But we're going to stay. And after this break, we're going to play Laying Down the Pretense with Henry and Steven. Take it easy, Artoon. Thanks for stopping by the show. Artoon, great Thanks playing so with you. Great, great, plan. great plan. This was so right. fun. This is so fun. Peace. <laughs> Have a great right. night. You've got mail. Welcome back. This is Laying Down the Pretense, the game show where the questions don't make sense and the points are completely arbitrary. Today, we have two heavyweight contestants. We have Stephen C. James and Henry DeWitt coming to us uh, in the Laying Down the Law studios. Having won the coin toss, Stephen's going to go first. Uh, Stephen, this is for 100 points. If you could shoot one condiment from your belly button, what would it be and why? Definitely ketchup. It's the condiment I use the most. Plus, it would be well disguised because it's coming out of my body. It looks a lot like blood. Great answer. That's 100 <laughs> points. 100 points. Henry, this one's coming to you. If you had to eat a crayon directly out of the box, what color would you choose? I would say orange because I like oranges and I'm assuming that's what it would taste like. Great answer. Both of you have a 100 points after the first round. It's tied 100 to 100. Full credit to both of you. Next question. If you were a transformer, would you purchase car insurance or life insurance? Uh, I would definitely Ooh. purchase car insurance as opposed to life insurance because I'm well aware that I'm assuming that uh, whether I'm an Autobot or a Decepticon, both have robust benefits packages being a member of either one. And plus Cybertron, uh, unlike some backwards countries, has universal health care. So no matter what, I'm in good shape. However, I know that I couldn't trust regular human beings on the road. Since I'm a car, I'm an Autobot, definitely going to get damaged that way. And if I'm a Decepticon, I'm a plane uh, or some sort of constructor thing or some sort of dinosaur thing. It gets weird in the later years, but I wouldn't need car insurance because I'd be flying around. <laughs> Great answer. That's 100 points. All right. Uh, it's coming to you, Henry. Yeah. All right, Henry. If you had a choice, uh, would you be prefer to be forced to eat only extremely spicy food or only incredibly bland food? Oh, wow. Forced to, uh, you know, Bland as in not seasoned, right? No flavor. Bland? Mm -hmm. No flavor whatsoever. I think I'd go with spicy just because I like spicy food anyway. And it would be a, um, a, a way for me to challenge myself to sort of uh, to build a, I don't know, a, a tolerance for it. That's know? a great answer. Full credit. Absolutely. All right. This uh, We are tied after two rounds. 200 to 200. Um, and we're gonna have to go with a tiebreaker round. Um, all right, these are similar questions. Um, uh, this question is to Steven. Steven, is a hot dog a sandwich? 
a hot dog is indeed a sandwich since it's meat between two pieces of bread, but I do understand the controversy, but I also don't understand actually giving a shit. Great answer. That's a full credit to you. And uh, Henry, is cereal soup? I'm going to say no, because I've never gotten up on Saturday morning and eaten soup. <laughs> full credit. Well, folks, we have another tie. Laying oh, down the pretense. Good. Heavyweight fighters here, Stephen James and Henry DeWitt, thank you so much for being on the show. You tied, you both get absolutely nothing as your prize, and I appreciate you being on the show. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, I'm honored. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like a big, a big tire tonight, a big tire. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, before we sign off and say goodbye, can you both uh, just let us know where we can find you on the socials and follow you, et cetera? Well, uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area, I recommend uh, finding the Ledge Theater uh, at ledgetheater.org. I believe we're going to be giving you the information so you can post it in the show notes. Uh, it's a it's a um, black theater collective, uh, black owned theater collective starting up in Los Angeles. Uh, we have various homes throughout the Los Angeles area, um, but we're trying to start up something where people of color, um, where um, people in the LGBTQIA plus community, uh, where marginalized folks can have a theater home where they can feel free to learn uh, and, and grow in the theater community that's going to be accepting. Uh, and also you can listen for me on the Super Legit podcast uh, that comes out every other Wednesday on your podcast provider of choice. Awesome. And I'm going to give you the URL for those of you that are listening. It's ledgetheater.org and that's L-E-D-G-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org. The British spelling. You Let's, spelled that just as well as you did fiduciary earlier. Fantastic. Uh, I did trip up on the A, I think. Um, and Henry, what would you like to, to share with us? Where can we find you? What do you got going on in the socials? Where uh, you just want to just put your phone number in the pot. Nobody listens anyway, but you can put your you know, <laughs> email address. Um, what would you like to promote? Uh, it's, it's really tough uh, following up after Steven there. Uh, I, you could just follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Henry the David. <laughs> at Henry the David. Wish I had something cooler to say, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, that's awesome. Just uh, send a shout out to Henry. Say thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you both. Shout out to Artoon, who is at Artoon Cartoon on all the socials. Thanks a lot and have a great day.